0: I'm so overwhelmed this morning by the goodness of God, by Jesus, who was sent to die for us and was raised to life so that we could have a relationship with the Father. I can't help but feel overwhelmed by the fact that Jesus died for my sins, that Jesus endured unimaginable things, that I can come close to God, that the veil was torn in two and that I could come right into the presence of God. Thank you, Lord. Just in case there are people here who who still haven't heard that the only way to God is Jesus, I want to encourage you that God said to me this morning, you need to say that the only way to me is through Jesus Christ. And so if there's anybody here (laughs) that, from what's already come this morning, is still unsure, how can I know God? The answer is through Jesus Christ. I just really this morning wanted to set a platform for our breaking bread to give some context to what we're doing this morning. And there's a lot in the Psalms. We've been enjoying our time in the Psalms over the past few months. And there's a lot in there which can actually be really useful for us as we come to break bread this morning. And so there's a particular passage, um, which I believe may go on the screen behind me, which is from Psalm 65. There we go, breaking bread with the Psalms. And Psalm 65 says... From verses 2 to 4, feel free to turn there, Psalm 65. Okay, there's, don't worry about the slide. It's just as real without. It says in Psalm 65, verses 2 to 4, You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sin, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. I'll just read that again. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. And so for me, there's really just three very simple things I wanted us to take a quick look at before we come to the table. And the first verse that we read there says that all people will come. And the fact that we come to him together is really important. And the second thing is that although we were overwhelmed by sins, he forgave our transgressions. And there's power this morning in the forgiveness of our sins, in the confession of them and the forgiveness of them through Jesus. And the third thing is this, that as we draw near, we're filled with the good things of his house. So is there significance in our coming together? Well, it's, it is very significant. If you, um, I'm just going to turn you to the scriptures that are from the Psalms this morning, so don't worry about this one, but this is in 1 Corinthians 10, and it says in verses 16 to 17, when we bless the cup at the Lord's table, aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ? And when we break the bread, aren't we sharing in the body of Christ? And though we are many, we all eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are one body. And so there's real significance in our coming together this morning, because it's a declaration of our unity, of our sharing together in the body and blood of Jesus. And you know, I think too often people struggle with things on their own. But the amazing fact is that God has put us together in a body He's put us together to share the load where that's necessary and share the victory when that's necessary. And so as, as, as part of a body, it's so much better than, than trying to do things on your own. And so not to blow my own trumpet, but I'm actually really significant this morning. It's really important that I'm here for you. And it's important that you're here for me as well. But I have a responsibility as part of the body of Christ. I have a responsibility, first of all, to make sure that I am coming to him. To make sure that I literally physically come to the meeting. And we've all done that this morning, which is great. But I think also to make sure that all of me is coming as well. To make sure that when I come in praise and worship like we have just now, to make sure that I say, Jesus, I really want all of me to come to you this morning. I, I don't want to leave anything aside. I want to come wholeheartedly to you this morning. And turn, if you would, to Psalm 103, verse 1. If you don't believe me, this will make you believe me, I promise you. Psalm 103. Verse 1 says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Flick across to Psalm 104 and verses 33 to 34. It says there, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God to my last breath. May all my thoughts be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. All of me is coming to the Lord this morning. And that's my responsibility to bring all of myself to him this morning. But you know, I think I also have a responsibility to help you to come as well. And if you turn back a few to Psalm 66, there's a fantastic phrase here. It's just the first half of verse 5 of Psalm 66. And it simply says, Come and see what God has done. Come and see what God has done. And every person in the room this morning, I'm sure, has different levels of faith for different things. You may have recently seen miraculous provision of God for something in your life. You may have seen a miraculous healing take place in your body. You may have seen somebody in your family who it looks like they would never come to know Jesus, receive salvation. There may be many, many things that have gone gone on around the room. And we all have different levels of faith for those things because of that. If I've experienced God um, provide me with a house, which I have, then I'm really in faith to see God provide for all of my needs. I'm in faith to say that God is my source and all that I need comes from him. And that might not be the same for everyone here. And it might be that somebody has been healed in a way that is unexplainable by the doctors. And for me, I haven't seen that. So your faith for that may be higher than mine, potentially. But what we can say this morning is, come and see what God has done. We can say, come and see what God has done when he has purchased for you on the cross all of your healing, all of your provision, all of the salvation that is needed for everyone in your family and the friends that are near to you. Come and see what God has done. And so I have a responsibility for the things that I am full of faith for, to, to encourage you in those things as well. And so it is very important, therefore, that we come to him together. Verse 2, that is, of Psalm 65. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. So let's take a look at verse 3. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. So we confess our sins and we accept his forgiveness. Have a look at Psalm 66 and verse 18, please. So it says there, If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer Praise be to God, who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. Flick across now to Psalm 116. Of course, you know all these scriptures off by heart by now because we've been in the Psalms for the last few months. Psalm 116, verse 1. Let me just read the verse 18 from Psalm 66 first. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But, Psalm 116, verse 1, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. And why is that important for when we break bread? What it says in 1 Corinthians 11, verses 27 to 31, so anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you're eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why many of you are weak and sick, and some have even died. But if we would examine ourselves, we would not be judged by God in this way. For me, that gives a, a, a stark context for how important it is that we come this morning in the right way. And if I've already come to say that all of me is coming to the Lord, then all of me comes to the Lord and I lay all of myself down before him and say, Lord, examine my heart. Lord, examine all of me this morning and make sure that I can be forgiven of, of all of my sins this morning and come that you might not judge me, but that you might hear my prayer and hear everything that comes to you this morning from us. You see, the, the punishment for sin is, is very clear. Sin leads to death because God is holy and without sin and sin is unholy and the two can't dwell together because God is so awesome. God is so so holy and, and beyond anything we could imagine that, that any sin leads us away from him. But... The fact that we're forgiven when we repent of our sins is also very clear. When we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us, 1 John 1 verse 9. And when we do that, we don't bring judgment upon ourselves, and we can be confident that our prayers are heard, and he does not withhold his love from us. With this in mind, can I just encourage you this morning to let go and move on from anything that that needs to happen in your life. Throw off the sin that so easily entangles us, it says in Hebrews 12, verse 1. We're coming to a Jesus this morning who has taken all of our sin upon himself and has paid the price for us. Have a look at Psalm 103 and verse 12. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Praise the Lord. So all of me comes to him this morning. I lay all of myself down before him, say, Lord, examine me. I confess my sins and forgiven by his grace. And then we draw near and are filled with the good things of his house. So Psalm 65 verse 4 that we read at the beginning says, Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. And so with, with clean hands and a pure heart, we draw near. And I really believe for us this morning, there's going to be a presence of God around the table. We're going to do something very practical with this in a moment, with um, just what we've been talking about. But as we, as we come in that way, I really believe that there's going to be a presence of God for us around the table. And in our drawing near, we're going to see something of God that um, will be different for us. Have a look at Psalm 84. So we're talking about the house of God and the good things that are there for us. And it says in Psalm eighty-four, verses one and two, "How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's armies! I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord." If you haven't eaten for a while, and haven't drunk very much, you may faint. <laughs> you may be near the point of fainting if your appetite is so much because of um, because you're so hungry and you're so thirsty. Um, it's, it's likely that you may faint. And this verse says, I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. And as we draw near to God in a moment, I really believe that there's going to be a building up of an appetite for us for the table of God. There's, it's going to be almost a, I may faint if I don't come to the table of God. I'm so hungry for him. I'm so thirsty for him this morning. And as we seek him in this way, That longing is satisfied. That longing for God is satisfied. Have a look at Psalm 70. And verse four. We draw near to him, we seek him, and he satisfies our longing. It says, but may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, The Lord is great. And how can we say, The Lord is great? Well, the God that we come to at the table is inviting us into his house, he's inviting us to come right in. He's he's the host this morning. He's the host of the house this morning. He says, come in. Come and be comfortable with me. Come and enjoy my hospitality this morning. Come and sit with me at the table. We're going to enjoy a meal together. I'm going to serve you the bread and the wine this morning, and it's going to give you nourishment, and it's going to um, satisfy your thirst and your hunger this morning. How great is God. And this morning... There's good things in his house. That's what the verse we've been referring to says. We're filled with the good things of your house. And as I was waiting on the Lord for, for this morning, there's certain good things that he wants to fill us with. There's certain good things in his house. Could you please turn to Psalm 68? Psalm 68, verse 5. This is who God is at his table in his house. You'll notice that in these couple of verses, it refers to his house or his holy dwelling or his sanctuary. And that's, that's where he is this morning. But Psalm 68, verse 5 says, A father to the fatherless, to the fatherless, A defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling or in his house. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. And this morning for us, God is, he is pastoral for us this morning. And as we come, we're filled with the, the pastoral heart of God and all of the things he has to offer as the great pastor this morning. He's a father to the fatherless. For those of you that are here this morning who need to know that God is your father, he is this morning. As you come to the table, you're filled with the good things of his house that says, I am a father to you this morning. For those who need defending this morning, it says that God is a defender of widows. He's our great defender. He sets the lonely in families nobody here this morning is an outcast. Nobody is an orphan. Nobody is, is unwelcome. Every person in this room is a person who is in the family of God. He has set the lonely in families. And although some of us may have been lonely in the past, you may have been wandering and wayward he this morning is setting you in his family he's reaffirming the fact that you have brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and children in this room with you this morning and he leads out the prisoners some of us may be bound up by certain things this morning but as you come to the table you're filled with the good things of his house which are that he is setting you free this morning he's setting you free from anything that might try to bind you up this morning He's very pastoral this morning. He's the great pastor. Also in Psalm 68, if you go to verse 34, it says, Proclaim the power of God, whose majesty is over Israel, whose power is in the heavens. You, God, are awesome in your sanctuary or in your house. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. Praise be to God. He is pastoral towards us this morning and he is powerful towards us and in us and through us this morning. The power of God, the majesty of God, the awesomeness of God in his sanctuary is all available to us this morning around his table, around the table that he has laid for us, where he brings everything to the table and offers it all to us this morning, As we receive the bread and the wine, we can lay hold of the power of God for anything that we feel we're lacking in power for this morning. There is power around the table. And so what we're going to do right now is we're going to um, sing a song called Thank You for the Cross, Lord. It's a fantastic song. Um, And I want to encourage us this morning that as we sing this song, Can I ask you to do um, up to and including three things? You may not need to do all three. But the first one is this. Make sure that you are all in this morning. Make sure that all of you is coming to God this morning. It's good that you've literally come to the meeting today. But even more than that, can I ask you to come with all that you are to God this morning? Secondly, If there is anything that you need to confess to God and be forgiven of, then do that this morning. If there's anything you need to put right with anybody else in the room, then this is your opportunity to do that this morning, to examine yourself and lay all that you are before God and allow him to examine you and to put anything right that needs to be put right this morning. And as we've done those two things, the third thing is to draw near, to pursue God, to seek his face to almost faint with longing for the Lord this morning, knowing that he will satisfy that thirst and hunger. And so we're going to do maybe all three of those things, maybe the second and the third, maybe just the last one, whatever it is for you. But this morning, we're going to draw near to God. And from that place of longing, of hunger and thirst, we're going to come to his table and we're going to be filled with the good things of his house. And so we're going to just to give you some practical instruction. Um, as we sing this song, I'm going to ask the, everybody that's sitting in that section to give a piece of bread to everybody and then be ready with wine for people after that. And we're going to take the bread and the wine together and corporately we're going to be filled with the good things of his house. The second thing is this. Come and see what God has done. You may have an amazing testimony of something that God has done for you this morning. And if you do, can I encourage you, if there's somebody that you know needs to know the truth of that, whether it be provision, healing, salvation, whatever it is, then go to that person and say, come and see what God has done. Bring them to the table and say, God has provided for me. He is my source and he's exactly the same for you. Come and see what God has done. Eat the bread with me. Drink the wine with me. And so I think there's probably certain people around the room that can grab specific people. If not, can I encourage you to pray with those around you just to share the bread and the wine together and to say together, come and see what God has done. Thanks for joining us today. There's so much going on at Living Rock Church and we'd love for you to be involved. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching. Visit www.livingrock.church or search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We meet every Sunday at 10.30am in Stony Stanton and 4pm in Tamworth and Market Harborough. Feel free to come and visit us. We'd love to meet you.